a Motorsport Podcast Network production. The Brad Jones Racing Rundown with Chris Westwood and Macaulay Jones. Hello and welcome to episode two of 2024. First of all, thanks to everyone who got on board and downloaded last week's episode from the Motorsport Podcast Network and V8 Sleuth. It's had a great response. So it's been a huge couple of weeks at BJR and Supercar Land. Hello, Macca, and welcome back from a few days down at Winton Motor Raceway. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, exciting times. It's really cool to be joining with V8 Sleuth there and 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 their network of people, which is you know quite exciting for the for the growth of the BJR Rundown podcast side of things. You know, we're in our second year of of doing this podcast and. And hopefully we can keep it growing and, and work with V8 Sleuth and the motorsport network, you know, quite closely. Yeah, now the pickup's been really good, so I'm really excited about what can come of this year. So before we break down the official main game test this week, I'd like to touch on our liveries for this year. I reckon the four cars are looking pretty cool. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the releases have been coming in pretty pretty hot and fast from from everyone in the field and and uh the cars look really good i mean the pizza hut car obviously being my car it's very clean it's not too dissimilar to last year but we we like that that base car and then uh, we kind of do some very random designs throughout the year and i think you can expect a few more yep. random designs which is really exciting uh for pizza hut and, and myself i really like uh getting into the the design work of it and and uh the i guess the whole program of of the release of it as well yep. the rnj car is is quite a bit different from from the last couple of years which is cool the midis being pink always stands out massively and and then obviously with jackson's car the the two stripes are, are really cool as well I like that feature yeah rachel our media person did a great job picking locations and so forth and then uh, ben our photographer did his best work as usual um, it's great to have some consist- great consistency with sponsors again, um, and we thank them very much for all being back on board again in 2024. So yeah, I mean, Brad works pretty hard at that side he of does. things. He's he's the the head honcho of of sponsorships and and partnerships as well, and <coughs> so it is always you know a pretty key thing for for a team to have continuity with their sponsors rolling over. I mean, you work with the same people, you you try and really build the relationships with. The, those sponsors and, and try and maximise the benefit for both sides of the party. And that's that's a good point because it's one thing BJR is really well known for is the experience and the delivery it gives back to the sponsors, being it at the track and uh, we go and visit lots of businesses that are our sponsors before and after events. So that's one thing we're really good at. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's a big thing in motorsport. You know, there is so many vast ranges of different types of sponsors, you know, between paint or stickers to you know, uh, any componentry or... or food in, drinks. Yeah, food drinks and then, you know, <coughs> workshop equipment as well. Yep. So Monday, Tuesday this week was dedicated to our Super 2 program, which um, we're running two cars this year, being Cody Gillies in car 9 and Elliot Cleary in 19. The guys did really well and you were down there uh, for a period of time supporting them. What what did that involve? What capacity were you there with? Yeah, it's good to have a, a you know a two-car program in the Super Two uh, once again for BJR. We we uh, hadn't run that last year, and it's really good to be able to have two younger guys as well bouncing off each other and and trying to push each other. Those two have a bit of history in the past of running in the same karting team and and Trans Am team, so 
that's uh that's really good i think they had a, a really cool day i mean i think elliot's doing a lot of racing at the moment and and so he's getting in as many cars as possible and mm-hmm. and then uh, my role i guess down there for that is is really just making sure that they're comfortable you know it's hard for you know a younger driver like that coming into a supercar not really knowing exactly what to expect or you know with the pedal positions or seating positions they don't know what they don't know and so mm-hmm. you know i i guess just chipping away at like little things like that like if they feel like they need to be higher or you know if they need to be moving pedals in the seat to try and or the seat to be trying to work the the blipping or their throttle progression or the way they hit the brake and stuff and so we're looking at data we're looking at footage throughout the day different lines and stuff to try and affect the car differently or trying to maximize their speed and and explain to them i guess different processes you know none of them are done a start in a supercar and so that's probably a bit of a daunting thing for them because you don't they don't want to stall it they don't want to burn out the clutch and they don't really want to leave two black lines on the track either so um, but it's all a part of their learning process really and and trying to shortcut some of that for them you know you know with this sport it's such a hard one to be doing laps you know super two is a little bit more open to more testing but they don't do the 12 rounds like the main the main games uh -hmm. supercars so it's not like football. You can't go and, and practice whenever you want. It's uh, it's a very limited thing. So you really need to maximize the time that you do have. And and them doing the two days in a row was, was pretty vital to that, especially heading into you know such a probably daunting track for them like Bathurst. Just as a side note, how hard are they to get off the line? Like, you know, when you stand at the start of a race, you hear the acceleration or the revs go up full tilt and then they jump like is it it's not like a normal car it's definitely not like a, a normal car i mean you you you're balancing a lot of different things i would say and so i'm sure to someone that would jump in they're not the hardest thing to get off the line if you want to just dump the clutch you just won't have a very fast start so, so the really, hardest thing yeah. is is getting the fastest start you possibly can or the most consistent start that you can and and so that you're trying to balance the 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 power, the weight of the car, like different fuel loads for different type of races, the soft or the hard tire, the tire surfaces. Mm-hmm. So you, you're modulating your throttle percentage over the clutch load as well. And so trying to trying to maximize the clutch load at the right time for when the for when the lights go out. And that's probably the hardest thing. And then modulating from there on the amount of power delivery you need really. And and it is a very finite thing and you're forever trying to adapt to different conditions and and your process yeah and you and you're parked in amongst 24 cars ideally you're in yeah front of that, but and so and yeah. i guess doing it at a practice circuit like at winton you're, you're doing one by yourself and so you, all your senses are still there because you, all you can hear is your car you can feel your car even more but like you said when you've got 24 cars on the grid they're all at seven and a half thousand rpm on the limiter just about and uh you lose a lot of those senses because mm. you can't really hear your own engine so much because everyone else's sounds the same and and then you're trying to really feel the squat but you know it's almost like a sensory overload plus yeah. your heart rates through the roof say, let trying alone to, the adrenaline yeah, yeah trying to trying to manage the adrenaline rush for the start of the race yeah cool so uh despite a pretty intense storm down there on monday the weather was pretty kind um for monday and tuesday um so then earlier this week the official supercar t- uh, pre-season test for the vic and albury teams also happened I imagine that was pretty busy and intense affair for the for the cars needing to go through their initial paces um, and the engineers wanting to fine-tune things before the season opener. Yeah, and it's like I said for, for episode one, I mean, the if you had seen the cars a few weeks ago, you wouldn't really think that they're going testing in a couple of weeks. And so 
trying to to rebuild the cars, do the liveries, have the launch of the liveries, and then get testing is is a pretty busy time for us here at the shop. You know, there was yep. a few late nights for for some of the crew, um, but that's kind of expected, I guess. Probably heading into the season, but I think the day ran really smoothly. It's a it is a very important day for us. I mean, we have we have a lot of aero data. I would say that that the guys were pouring through to see what the difference was going to be for for these, you know, I guess the new Chevy base model. Uh, I would say well, let's call it. Um, and so you're trying to work out what changes are going to be most effective for the added downforce. Yep. you know but without actually having it on track to know it's it's a very difficult thing so the program of the day you know was a very important one and it's the only test we get before Bathurst mm-hmm. now there is some problems you know you when you're testing at Winton you know the top speed is not massive you know you're only in sixth gear for a, a very small amount of time in heading into turn one so the top speed isn't that that high which means that you don't really reach the aero capabilities of the car like you would at Bathurst you know I'm not sure what the average speed of each circuit is but Bathurst is a whole lot higher so you know because of that long big that big long straight well it's just a much higher speed track everywhere you know the top of the hill Mm. some of the areas you're getting over 200 kilometers an hour and you're holding that for quite a while you know and 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 that's a big difference where the fastest corner we have at Winton is the sweeper there but it's still not that fast it's still a fourth gear corner um, and much different ratio to what, what the Bathurst ratio is as well. And mm-hmm. so you're trying to manage these changes with the new aero package at Winton, but it is going to be very different when you yep. head to Bathurst. And so it's, um, yeah, it was a very important day for us. So did you notice much in saying all that? Did you notice much with the aero changes, given you've done thousands of laps at Bathurst? Yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously somewhat hard when you have such a big break from not driving the cars, but you definitely noticed it. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the I think they're a little bit more settled. The car is a little bit nicer. I mean, you know, that, like I said, that sweeper is probably the most noticeable place at Winton to feel the aero, and you, you could definitely feel it there. It felt much more controlled, a little less reliant on the mechanical side of, of the grip that we're trying to chase, that we yep. have been in the in the past. But the added aero, I think, has just cleaned it up a little bit it's made it a little bit, uh, yeah, more manageable, but it does kind of change a little bit the approach that you have to have with your setup and and the mechanical grip that you've been trying to generate. Mm-hmm. You might have to tune that up a little bit. And it's but it's still a long way off the era of the ZB. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not at the the ZB level. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was a massive cut from when we went from the ZB to the to the Chevy Camaro, um, but it's definitely a good good step up. Yep. from from what we did have that's for sure excellent and there were other the other victorian teams were circling around there and some of the ford teams there, obviously there's been a bit of talk around the development of the ford engine have you got any thoughts on that yeah i mean no one came out of the blue i felt like a little bit uh, i mean it's there yeah they've obviously gone with djr developing that thing and and we don't exactly know what the whole development is about but it will be interesting to see what what it will you know get to in the end i mean Mm. will it make them more fuel efficient which will change the way that i would say like more so the enduros you know the fuel burn per lap will that mean they can go a a lap further in a stint Mm. but they'll manage that i think and then the power delivery i mean last year the chev and the mustang had different uh shift cut timing and so that was one way that they could balance the power over over the time that we were using that and then yep. now I would be interested to see if they 
you know, if they generate more power, will we then get, you know, <laughs> some of the balance back in the in the shift cut timing? I mean, the Chevy had a longer shift cut timing than the Mustang last year, and so that changes a little bit over the over the year, but we can easily tune with that, which is which is a nice feature. And so, we have a bit of data from that already. So dare I say it, the word parity may still wear its ugly head. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I hope not, but I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's... I think they're doing a lot at the moment to really focus on that parity mm. side of things. I mean, the aero was such a big one. It was a, such a massive topic last year that I think that's pretty much almost going to silence it with the with the wind tunnel testing and yep. then the engines are a little bit easier we don't need to send them to america to be able to go okay what have we got here it's mm -hmm. you know we've there's plenty of dinos around there's you know plenty of testing you just you know get a straight line and you can test in the the wheel speeds or yes the black and white yeah it's it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a much more black and white thing than aero aero is a much more complicated thing and aero is always affected by a lot of different variables whether it's whether it's the setup of the car whether it's the ride height whether it's the way the angle of the car is and mm -hmm. so different you know different angles generate different downforces in yes. different and also not just downforce but drag yep. and so you're trying to manage all of that in aero where engines are a little bit more black and white like yeah that's it exactly uh, and back to the the test day i bet it was pretty cool to be back in the car you sort of touched on that um what do you get out of the day Oh, it's amazing to be back in the car. I mean, it, it's a funny one because it felt like it was a very short off-season, but it felt very long. And so I feel like by the time you get to Christmas, it's like, oh, we don't have enough time. But then as soon as Christmas is over, it's almost like everything slows down and it's like, oh, okay, mm. hurry up pretty much. And, yep. and so you kind of, you know, you're just itching to get back in the car. And, and it's funny when you, you jump straight back into it, it feels like a glove almost, like your seat's fitted still. It's almost yep. the exact same. I mean, my car was the exact same. Got your little baby uh, seat. seat my little, yeah, my little booster seat that we'll call it. It's a, you know, we all have different seating positions, but uh, it's all molded to us. It's very comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, not if you've, I've, I've tried to sit. Well, it's not, not comfortable for anyone else. It's no. definitely molded to my butt. No, my no, hips no. are a lot wider than yours. <laughs> I feel like most people's are. I'm a tiny human. <laughs> Um, but it was really good. I mean, me and, me and Andrew Donnelly done a heap of work over the off-season to, to be trying to prepare as much as possible for the test and, and for the first couple of rounds. You know, I've got a new data engineer this mm -hmm. year, Ethan, and, and he's fresh out of uni, so we're trying to get him up to speed as quick as possible, and that's his sort of first major test day, and, and yep. sometimes that's probably a bit nervous nerve-wracking for him a um, exponent of the mullet as well yeah oh he, he sports a very nice mullet too uh which is which is uh, a nice one um and so yeah it was really cool to drive i mean for, for as a driver looking at test days i mean obviously you you've got a lot of time to be able to review the the last season that we've had and and working on what you think your weaknesses are or working um, identifying what what they are and, and trying to piece it together and you know work on them at Winton, I suppose, and how they can affect it. And, and then you're trying to work on the, the changes in the car, which I think is you're trying to adapt to those things. Winton was a very hard one, I think, in February when it's hot. It's, mm -hmm. not, it's not always great testing in, in summer almost no. anywhere because in the middle of the day, you have this period where the track temperature is super hot. There's a lot of grip down uh, during the test at Winton. Like on the track, it was like a lot of black rubber lines which you know we lay down as the day goes on yep. and when that gets really hot you're almost doing like a slow lap and picking build up on the tires so you couldn't uh. really do a cool down lap because it would it would just 
get pick up and then yep. when you'd hit the brakes hard for the for the start of the lap the the things moving all over the track and mm-hmm. you were thinking it was a very confusing thing when it started to happen when it started to get hot around midday yep. which is never ideal because you kind of lose a little bit of consistency of, yeah. of your changes you know you're you come in and then you go out. If you have a long change and it takes half an hour, your tires cool back down, and mm. so you're probably going to go faster than whether if you do a five-minute change and you go back out. The tires are still really hot. They're probably going to get over temperature or over pressured really quickly, yep. which makes for a little bit of inconsistency, but also makes it harder to to get you know sort of three laps of data. You're yes. probably going to get the one where the tire is in its optimal temperature or mm. range. Oh, it is the tire. The tire. Sec- <laughs> the tire information in. And the how it all works, I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, and, and I guess it's probably something that is underestimated from a lot of people. In you know, when you when you do racing for a long time, you understand the tire is the most important part of the car. It's the mm. only thing that connects you to the ground, and so all the information gets fed through the tire. And yep. so when it's out of its range, that's when it's really difficult. And it's like that when you're trying to manage tires in a race. It's if you treat them badly at the start, they're going to treat you badly at the end. And it's it's kind of like that balance of you're, you're trying to always work with the tyre of what it wants to do and how it wants to react and, yep. and anticipating almost what it's going to do as well. Yeah, nice. Um, the other exciting thing we had down there at Winton yesterday was three out of our four co-drivers came down. Um, so they, those guys have been announced. So I think it was really good for Declan, Jay and Jordan to have a run. Um, how how'd you feel they went? Well, it's cool for me. I mean, working with Jordan again, uh, we've got continuity. He's another Aubrey boy as well. I've known him for a very long time. And, and having that continuity of having the same co-driver, the same processes with the same engineer mm-hmm. is, is a pretty vital point. And so, you know, we have previous data. We can look at that before we head to the test. We can work on whatever he needs to work on as well. So he's got his own little program happening yep. alongside mine. And, and then we can really relate to the same stuff because we've worked together before. And so... That's quite cool. It's really nice to have, you know, Jay and, and Declan join the team in, in the first time, especially in their in their co driving side of things. I mean, Declan obviously has a lot a lot of recent supercar experience as well yep. and especially in the Gen three, which is I think gonna be a really important thing. It's really nice to to work with him and, and hear what he has to say about the car. I mean, he has a bit of history in, in the Ford and, and Tickford from last True. year and so him having, you know, that input of a different side of experience i would say yep. and bringing it you know to to us and to the table you know he he did a really good job he got a plenty of laps in yesterday yep um and then jay obviously driving with with uh bryce, bryce in the car 14 and and i think he had a good day as well it's sort of it's all happening mm. yeah it's nice yeah. to get all that stuff sorted out early yeah exactly i mean i think when you can get them laps anytime it just gets them thinking it gets you thinking of what they can do and and then when you head to the next test day, it's just you're a little bit, uh, you know, ahead of the game. Yeah, that's it. Yep. A bit more prepared. Nice one. So off the track in supercar land, there's been plenty going on uh, with Erebus and Brody Kostecki. Uh, now, we don't want to probably go into it too much and make too many comments because, you know, we don't we know. Don't know. <laughs> um, <coughs> but I just hope there's some sort of outcome because it's a real shame not to see Brody, the reigning champion, uh, line up for the season start. I was talking to friends and saying it's like, like the Collingwood Football Club uh, pulling out of the AFL. You know, the reigning Premier not starting the season. It's it's a bit of a tragedy. Yeah, it is. And I think it was a, a big shock. You know, it was, a, it was definitely not seen. It hadn't been talked about. It was kind of just it came out and everyone went, what the hell? Mm. So it, it is really disappointing. I hope, uh, 
like I said, we don't really know what's going on. It's uh, it's a little bit, you know, of their their internal battle it seems. But um, you know, it is definitely disappointing. It's mm. you know, Brody did an amazing job last year, and 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 so did Erebus, obviously winning the 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 teams, the teams championship and the the championship. And you know, that's a big year for them. That's their best you know performing year. And and yeah, to see Brody not being on the on the grid for the start of the year is definitely a shame. I mean, yeah, I think he. It was it was quite impressive watching some of those qualifying laps he did and in the top ten shootouts and and whatnot over the year and yeah I think that's going to be missed hopefully he's uh, he's all good and and you know we see him on the grid again yeah and that's the most important thing that he that he's un- he's all good um, now away from the track any updates from far the farm or <laughs> have we got anything crazy and fun planned with Pit Viper or others out there it's usually been a bit dry on some of you interesting pit viper stuff yeah yep it's um yeah it's all going to be happening now we've uh yeah the farm's going really well it's uh it's a dry season so i'm feeding a little dry bit of hay season. to the to the cows you know like i know what i'm talking about the top end <laughs> um but it's yeah That's it's summer. going really well i've got uh i've actually got Kubota coming out to do some filming they've been a long time partner but it's uh 50 years of excavation mm. for them this year and so we're going to be doing uh, um, some really funny some really cool pieces with them just to, to promote 50 years for them and, and uh, you know, when, you know, there's nothing more manly than digging a hole, no matter what with, whether no. it's a shovel or a big digger, I don't, I think it's kind of fun. I like digging yeah, holes. It's certainly up it's, there with chainsawing. It, yeah, it's yeah. almost therapeutic, I think, yeah. which is a, a bit of a strange one. You wouldn't really think it, but, um, you yeah. know, unless you need to, I think. Dale Kerrigan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, I think it's really cool. Like I, I, you know, that's a big part of my life. I've got motorbike, uh, motorbikes. I've got a little, you know, 110 track. I keep mm-hmm. to really small bikes because Brad doesn't trust me on a big bike, which is totally fair. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it out there. It's very peaceful. It is funny you say he doesn't trust you, but I've seen footage of him zinging around that track on those little bikes and he doesn't hold back. No, he doesn't hold back for, for an old bloke. He's... Uh, he used to race motorbikes before he before he started in cars, actually, and so motorbikes, I would say, was a big part of his motorsport history, yeah. uh, you know. And and I think he uh, he loves watching the motocross or the even the MotoGP or side of things. And so I think when when I was starting to build a track, he was a little bit nervous but excited at the same time. Yep. So uh, that's always a good sign, though. Well, I look forward to seeing what um, what happens with Kubota there. That could be some fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, and hopefully we can build more car jumps with Pit Viper. I mean, we did that the we did a piece with them last year where we uh we had we were giving away a shitbox car, uh and and so we we did some filming out at the farm there made a little jump, <laughs> was a for, for, okay a big, jump, big for, jump for a car I suppose so yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun out there yeah nice one now finally we have our uh, BJR workshop open day this Saturday which we're anticipating to be pretty huge, uh the fans will be in attendance Brad will be uh in prime storytelling form. Yep. He's actually just sort of locking him away to save the vocals at the moment. Um, oh God. And it'd be great to show off the Aussie icon that is BJR. Are you looking forward to the day? Yeah, I am. I think the response has been, you know, uh, probably amazing, I would say. Mm. It's like you said, it's we're expecting probably more people than Rachel anticipated as well. <laughs> yep. She's looking nervous over there. Uh, but it's going to be a, a big day. I mean, we've had a, I would say it's been a massive week for for. For BJR, you know, with two Super 2 cars testing it over the two days, we've had the, the main series test of, of the four four cars and almost the whole crew felt like they were down there for that. Uh, we have a big debrief today to, yep. or the Thursday to, to to recap that. And then we've got a media day. So all, all the drivers are 
going to the media day for for supercars where we we stand and smile a lot sometimes so we walk really slowly into the shot yeah or holding your helmet yeah pretty yeah. much that sometimes we don't hold the helmet sometimes we do cross you your know? arms yep cross your arms and no smiling Sometimes smiling, oh. serious face, oh. we'll call it. Okay. Whatever that actually means, I'm not sure. But <laughs> You're the smiling assassin. Yeah, Can you imagine like Jordan boys trying not to smile? <laughs> <laughs> but I hope they let me wear various different types of pit vipers. But actually, we have new suits arriving this week, which is very exciting. I've designed some pretty fly, fly suits, I reckon we're going to call it. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, it's a hip word. You probably don't get it. But <laughs> um, yeah, so it's all happening. And then the media day, uh, the open day, sorry. After the media day, so we've sort of feels like we're we're all over the place, but it's a really exciting time. It means the season's starting. Absolutely, less well, two weeks today. Yeah, two weeks today we'll be at Bathurst setting up, and you'll be uh, the motorsport festival. Motorsport festival, exactly. Well, thanks for the chat again, Maka. It's always a pleasure. Uh, our next one we'll do will be the preview of the opening round, the Bathurst yep. 500. So I can't wait to get our season underway. Yeah. Very exciting times. I'm really excited, actually. It's, um, yeah, big things happening and a lot to review and, and look forward to. Absolutely. Good on you. Thanks. Thanks for listening and thanks for the support. Make sure you subscribe to the Motorsport Podcast Network. We're going to be dropping a new episode every second Thursday.